After a bad May, the Royals have a chance to get back to 500 this week. What stood out over the last month for Kansas City and what to look forward to this June, as well as recapping the weekend series with the Minnesota Twins, all this and more on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. On today's show, brought to you by Locked On MLB. Check out the Locked On MLB podcast, a daily podcast hosted by baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Call him Sully. Every single day, breaking down the latest news from around the league. We're going to dive into the last month of this season for Kansas City. What to look forward to this upcoming month in June. Who stood out over May and who stood out over the weekend, as well as where the Royals roster currently sits. A lot of moving parts in this last month. But first, I want to be as transparent as possible with all of you who have listened. The numbers... To start the season have truly been incredible. I mean, I mean, it's been something uh, more than I think anyone, including myself, ever thought it could get to uh, for this market. It shows how much uh, of, of a diehard fan base and uh, baseball's town and baseball city uh, this place is. Uh, but we didn't have many shows in May. Of course, this is going to be the final day of May right now, Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Uh, the reason for that is because for the last month, my mom was in hospice uh, and she passed away last Sunday. You know, you never prepare to lose your your mother ever, so I'm not going to act as though you can, but you certainly do not prepare for it at 23 years old. Uh, that was very difficult for me and my family, so I appreciate the patience, appreciate uh, the kind words and support through all of this. But we're back. We're back doing daily podcasts. We're back in the groove and, and into, uh, into the rhythm of things a little bit. And so I want to take the time right now at the top of the show uh, to recap the last month of baseball that we've missed in Kansas City. So in May, Kansas City went 10 and 17, seven games under 500. It started out terribly after getting out to a hot start in April. The Royals got off to a terrible start in May, and they salvaged it a bit. I mean, 10 and 17, considering the 10 game losing streak and considering uh, all that you went through at the start of May, it's pretty salvageable. And, and right now, it, it, you've sat now six and a half games out of first place in the Central, three games out of the second wildcard spot. It's a weird way to get here, right? It, it took a lot of ups and downs. It took a weird path, but you got exactly where you wanted to be. Again, if I take you back to March, if I take you back to spring training, we just wanted a competitive ball club. We wanted a team that can be in the hunt the entire season. Three games out of the wild card is in the hunt. One of those teams ahead of you is Seattle. Personally, and I'm sure Seattle said the same thing about Kansas City, by the way, but personally, I think Seattle is way in over their heads and they're going to fall back to where they should have been preseason, where we projected them preseason, they'll fall back into the back end of baseball in the AL. So I think that you're going to clear Seattle when all is said and done. Another team ahead of you is Cleveland. And Kansas City's done no favors to themselves. They've gone one and five against Cleveland. But you still have a lot of time to take care of Cleveland. Anytime a team ahead of you is in your division, you can control that more than you can, say, control what the Yankees or the Red Sox do 
uh, in their division out in the East. So all in all, again, wild ride to get here. But this is where we want Kansas City to be. I mean, we want them to be three to five games out of the postseason uh, and, and playing pretty competitively. And all in all, they've done that. Uh, so Kansas City continues to inch closer to the postseason. Again, the postseason is not the goal. The goal is competitiveness, and they've been competitive. Now, in May, the biggest winner from this last month is Andrew Benatendi. Because Andrew Benatendi, he's the big blockbuster trade this offseason for Kansas City. Uh, there's people writing him off, saying his career's done. You know, you trade Khalil Lee for him, who's off to a bad start himself offensively in New York. You know, you trade, but he was one of your top prospects. You make this big trade, and it's a scary trade because you only have Benny under control this year and next year. And so, in April, he gets off to a pretty bad start. But since April, you know, since this last month in May, again, not counting Memorial Day because they've not played that game yet, but in April, Benatini's been awesome. He's batting 333, he has an OBP of 378, slugging of 444, an OPS of 822. He has eight RBIs, two stolen bases, three home runs, including a couple that got robbed by uh, Byron Buxton, so it could have been more than three home runs if Byron Buxton was not so good at defense. A double, seven walks to just 16 strikeouts, down from a 20-strikeout number last April. Benatendi's average on balls in play, 375. He's just been awesome. I mean, you just can't put it any other way besides he's been awesome. And hopefully, he can continue this. The only thing that's gone negatively for Benatendi is his speed has continued to digress, right? He's not the speedster that he once was in any realm. But he's played solid defense, and again, the bat has truly came around uh, in this last month. Hopefully, that will continue throughout this next month of June. That would be awesome for Kansas City. It's what Kansas City's hoping for, and we'll see if he can do it. But all signs are pointing in the right direction for him. You'd like to see him walk more, I guess, but again, it's kind of sorting through hairs at that point with Benatendi. You'll take that production level from him 10 times out of 10. One player that's gone the complete opposite way is Nicky Lopez. He's completely fallen off a cliff at the right time, so to say, because it coincides with you getting modesty back. But Nicky Lopez was not a great player last year, but I mean, not last year especially, but last month even. Uh, but he was serviceable. And last month, his OBP was 324. That's dipped all the way down to 299 now. And again, luckily, Mondesi's back, but Lopez has been just atrocious at the plate this month. Uh, and at least last month he was serviceable and he got on base a few times and was able to return you back over to the top of the order. Last month he was a solid nine-hole hitter. This month, not so much. But luckily, again, Mondesi's back. Carlos Santana continues to pay off big from this last fantasy signing class. He is absolutely heating up as he was in, as he was in April. He has a walk-off homer under his belt, which was a fun game uh, for the Monarchs uh, game every year. I love those kind of games that they play whenever they wear the Monarch jerseys. He has a 253 average, 404 OBP, 398 slugging, four home runs, 14 RBIs, 17 runs scored, and 21 hits. Carlos Santana has been a staple in your lineup. He's been the most productive. He's been the most reliable. And he's been one of the only players who you can count on in the sense of when you show up, you know he's going to get on base about two times a game. You can't say the same for Whit Merrifield this year. You can't say the same for anyone else, really, except for Carlos Santana, that you know for sure when they show up, put them on base a couple times. Hopefully, Witt turns around. Hopefully, Salvador Perez continues to be good. Hopefully, if he's not hurt, Jorge Soler can turn his season around. But another player who has to turn their season around after signing a massive contract extension this last offseason, Hunter Dozier. 
in the same amount of plate appearances entering Sunday. He's even worse than last month, and last month was really bad. His average is down to 097 entering Sunday. His OBP entering Sunday was 152, and his OPS is 393. Again, he was hurt, so but but it's the same amount of play appearances as last month, conveniently enough, entering Sunday. So he's not been good. He did hit the home run Sunday into the second deck. Maybe that can turn his, his season around, uh, but he's not been good whatsoever. A player that has been good, though, is Danny Duffy. He's been awesome until he got hurt. Now he'll be out until about mid to late June, but he was throwing 41% fastballs, 20% sliders, and 15% changeups, which changeup percentages are up around baseball right now. His fastball has only jumped 110 spins per minute, which is a good thing because if he was jumping, say, 200, 300 spins, you would wonder if Danny Duffy has fallen victim to the sticky stuff. If you don't know what's happening on baseball right now, um, MLB is going to take balls out of plays. You've probably seen with Trevor Bauer uh, whenever they think there's something sticky on the ball. But the pitchers know, literally, the, the baseball's told the pitchers, hey, we're going to investigate this, but in no way will you guys get in trouble this year whatsoever. So you're seeing guys take it to the extreme. John Boy Media has a great video out right now explaining the whole thing in kind of an understandable way. But guys are literally gluing their fingers to the baseball to get that extra spin, which helps their pitches be more effective. So if Danny Duffy, this is all that all this to say, if Danny Duffy was having a career year right now, which he is, but his spin rate jumped 500 RPMs or whatever, or, or even 200, 300 RPMs or whatever, if it jumped that significantly, you'd wonder, hey, is this legitimate or is he just using... The sticky stuff. Is he, is he just using the glue and the cement, literal cement that players are putting on baseballs? It doesn't seem that way. It seems like this is a legit change for him and a legit progression for Danny Duffy. We'll see what he does coming back from injury. But speaking of injury, the IL is full right now. We have a lot of moving parts on this Royals roster. We're going to get to all of them coming up. But first, I want to say right now, about our good friends over at Sport Trade. Sport Trade is amazing. I truly love it because have you guys ever heard of Sport Trade though? It's a fantasy baseball world that meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sport Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell and sell shares in your favorite player, just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your sport knowledge. And they just added a baseball to their pla- baseball to their platform. So check it out today. Making money with Sport Trade is simple as players' values rise and fall based on two factors. Number one their statistical performances in each game as compared to their projection fantasy points in each game. Number two is the higher their value goes, it's about supply and demand. So the more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick the penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or go ahead and grab that blue chip veteran who you know will have that solid performance. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you would like, just like the stock market. Then, Watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and sign up to get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. What is here right now? Better good friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way that we talk about sports. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first ever social audio platform made for sport fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. 
I will be hosting a room on Locker Room every single week for Locked On Royals. Yes, you can finally join in on this conversation you listen to right here every day. My plan is to go live during this game against the Pirates tonight, Memorial Day night, because it's on ESPN. Yes, the Royals have a nationally televised game. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join a conversation about the league that you love. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, which we're going to do tonight, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have your conversation with me featured right here on Locked On Royals Podcast throughout our Locker Room conversation. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting a room this week on Monday night as the Royals second the Pirates on ESPN. So go download the Locker Room app right now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to check a, to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me on Locker Room. Follow me there at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's my same as my Twitter account. So it's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S to be notified every single time my room goes live. I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning to be live again this week, Monday night, Memorial Day night. I cannot wait to hear from everyone's thoughts on the Royals and see you over there on Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. So let's talk right now about the way the Royals roster has changed. We alluded to it, but Danny Duffy is on the IL out until mid to late June after having a fantastic start to his season. One of the best starts in all of baseball to his season. He was literally the best pitcher in baseball whenever he got hurt, sadly. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back in the same as he was. I don't even want to say better because he can't really get better than what he was. So hopefully, he'll just be back pretty soon and have that same form. Jesse Hahn still in the IL. Sounds like he kind of regressed a little bit, but that's just speculation. Josh DeMont's on the IL as well. 10-day IL with, a, I believe, a calf issue, but he was also doing a dead arm. He's on the IL. Likely only for 10 days, but we'll see how that progresses throughout this next couple of weeks. Mondesi made his debut this year over the weekend. We'll get into that in a little bit. Hunter Dozier was also reinstated. Ryan O'Hearn was optioned again down to the minor leagues. Carlos Hernandez was called up, pitched four innings, then sent back down because on Sunday, drum roll please, Edward Olivieras was called up, sadly due to Horace Hilaire leaving Saturday's game with a groin injury, but Soler is not on the IL yet. Edward Olivieras, who you know I've been beating the drum for to be called up since spring training. He's better than Gerard Dyson. He's better than a lot of the options in the big leagues. And he has a phenomenal Sunday at the ballpark in Minnesota. Happy for him. He tore it up in AAA. Was the best hitter down in AAA for Omaha. So it's glad to see him in Kansas City. Let's dive in now to the weekend series against the Twins. So the Twins were off to a terrible start. I mean, terrible, you know this. Uh, but had made a run of it recently, including Saturday's win. There were 7-3 in the last 10 games, Minnesota was. So they were trying to pull off the Washington Nationals' feat of you know, being a, a bad team at the start of the year and then overcoming that and making the postseason still. But Kansas City goes in and wins 2-3 of three and takes care of business. And this week for Kansas City is going to be separation week. You have the Pirates in town in Kauffman for these two games, one on a holiday, Memorial Day night. So it's on ESPN, Memorial Day night, 100% capacity. It should be rocking tomorrow against the Pirates. Each you back to 500. The next night, you play the Pirates again. You have Brady Singer on the mound, your young stud. You need to get back over 500 against the Pirates. So you should beat the Pirates twice. They're an awful baseball team. And then this weekend, starting on Thursday, off day on Wednesday, you're going to face Minnesota again. Separate yourself from Minnesota. 
win these games to get back over 500 comfortably and make a statement to start June. Make a statement that you're closer to that April team that we saw than the May team that we saw. And if you can repeat the success you had over the last week in Minnesota, you can do that. So in game one in Minnesota, the Royals won eight to three. Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez, Mondesi, Soler, Michael A. Taylor all had multi-hit games. Mondesi had an RBI double. The team went six for nine. Nice. With the runners in scoring position, an area they had struggled with. Alberto Mondesi was incredible in his debut. He's been a spark to this lineup as he returns. We'll see how it progresses throughout the rest of this year. Chris Bubich continues to be awesome since being called up this season. Of course, he did not make the team out of camp. But since he's been called upon, he's been lights out. Six innings, four hits, one run, two walks, five Ks. The one run was a home run, a mistake pitch, got taken over the fence. Other than that, he was incredible. You know, and even the even the two walks, for him, the big issue in spring was command issues. And to only have two walks was a good sign. It's been nice to watch him execute pitches. Tyler Zuber continues to struggle a bit. He comes in, gives up two runs, walks three, records just one out. Kyle Zimmer cleans it up for Zuber. And then Jake Prince slams the door with two great innings, allowing just two base runners. Tyler Zuber, for me, I project him to be eventually a back into the bullpen type of arm, a high leverage type of arm. He struggled a bit this season. Maybe he should be sent down, maybe he shouldn't. Uh, but I still believe in the long-term future of Zuber stuff. It's big league stuff. I think that it's plus stuff. We'll see if he can make that come true eventually. But again, he's still very young, so there's no pressure on him to do it right away. The Royals do lose game two, six to five. Once again, Mondesi was awesome. Two hits again, two RBIs, a home run in the ninth to make things interesting and see if the Royals can make a comeback. Obviously, they did not. But Mondesi, with his two hits, with his two RBIs and his home run, he also got a stolen base. He's the only player to have a multi-hit game for Kansas City in game two. Irvin Santana was called upon as a spot starter he did his job pretty well, all things considered. Three innings, three runs, two strikeouts, and a walk. All in all, as a spot starter at like 50 years old, that's great for Irvin Santana uh, to come out and get it done there. What's even better, though, is that Kansas City, despite starting Irvin Santana at 50 years old, only had to use a couple pitchers. I mean, they only had to use Santana, Carlos Hernandez, who has since optioned out, and Greg Holland. Greg Holland records a clean two outs, and then Carlos Hernandez Gives up three runs, two earned in four innings. Of course, Greg Holland was good in this game, as well as in game three, which the Royals won six to three. Scott Barlow was incredible in this game. He pitched in and out of trouble like a fireman that he is. He's been great under pressure in high leverage spots for Kansas City this year. Scotty be good, and he was good on Sunday. Brad Keller was solid as well. I guess they named field twins lineup. I know that the twins do not have the, the firepower this year in terms of production levels, and they've struggled a bit. But for a guy in Brad Keller who struggled for most of this year to go up against a lineup that had that many names in it and pitch pretty solidly was a good sign on the road. Five innings, five hits, three runs, four walks, six strikeouts and home run given up. You'd like to clean up those walks a bit, but hey, four walks across five innings, not the best, not a disaster comparatively to where he was at the start of this year. Kyle Zimmer was also really good out of the bullpen. A clean sixth inning. Got into trouble a bit in the seventh where whenever Barlow comes in to save his day, uh, save Zimmer's day, and then Holland comes in to save the game. Goes one, two, three during the heart of the order in the ninth inning to get that save. The pitching was good, but the 
lineup was even better in this game for Kansas City. But first, I'm going to right now, but good friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a phenomenal protein bar. It tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. They have nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you're not sure what your favorite flavor is, mine is peanut butter brownie, but don't take my word for it because you can get the mix box. The mix box gives you two of each of the nine flavors. You can try them all yourself and then reorder the flavor you love the most. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Try them today at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. The very best tasting protein bar. We are back on Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So let's get into this lineup. We mentioned before, Ed Olivieris, in his season debut, goes two for four with a run scored. He was incredible at the plate. Witt gets two hits and an RBI with two runs scored. Dra Dyson gets two hits and a run scored. Carlos Santana gets on base twice. He's the lone Royal to walk in this game. Andrew Benatendi gets a hit and a sack fly. And in this game, you had Hunter Dozier just mash a home run onto the second deck in Minnesota to kind of hopefully get his season sparked a bit as the Royals win this series, taking two of three. I believe it's their first series win in Minnesota since 2017. They're one game under 500 entering the Pirate Series, a two-game set at Kauffman. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. Again, big set here in Kauffman. You're going to have Mike Miner, who should be pretty steady for you against a terrible lineup, at Kauffman Memorial Day night, full house ESPN. The next night, you're going to have Brady Singer, your hot shot, who should get right against this awful Pirates team. You need to go into this weekend home series after the off day Wednesday, a game above 500. You got to win both games. A game above 500, and then hopefully win two of three, or I should say three of four against the Twins and really separate yourself. This can be a defining week for Kansas City's season. I cannot wait for it to get started all tonight on ESPN. Do not forget, during this game, we'll hop on locker room. We'll talk about the product on the field for Kansas City. If you're going to the game, let me know on Twitter at Lockdown Royals and let me know how it is at Kaufman this year as we get back to 100% capacity. A lot of fun, make a lot of noise, support the boys, and we'll talk to you tomorrow and recap this game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Baseball with the Royals.